Stay tuned as we talk about the 23rd Psalm today, right here on Messianic Perspectives. Shalom, and welcome to Messianic Perspectives, a daily program where we look into the scriptures from a distinctive first-century Jewish point of view. This is Liz Aiello. Today, we turn our attention to one of the most beloved passages in all of the Bible, the 23rd Psalm, with our Bible teacher, Dr. Gary Hedrick. I'll be back at the close of the program with news about a special offer. And now, here's Gary. All right, thank you, and welcome, listening friend, to another edition of our program. It's good to have you with us again today as we continue our study of the 23rd Psalm. On the last program, we were talking about this passage in Matthew chapter 6. This is uh, the Sermon on the Mount, but it ties in with what we were talking about in the uh, 23rd Psalm. And uh, the thing that we were discussing was that God has promised to take care of of our sensory needs. You know, the five senses are sight, hearing, smell, taste, and touch. We see with our eyes, we hear with our ears, we smell with our nose, we taste with our mouth, and we reach out and touch with our fingers. So sensory needs are physical needs, the common everyday things that we need, things we can see or hear or smell or taste or touch. And it's too bad that many people have the misconception that God doesn't care about our physical needs. What we have done is we have divided our lives into these little compartments. Over on this side, we've got the secular area of our lives. And over here on the other side, we've got the sacred area of our lives. On the secular side, we've got all the things we think of as non-spiritual Going to work every day, paying the car payment, uh, playing golf, watching television, uh, my doctor's appointment next Tuesday, the feud I've been having with my neighbor, and all the other things that we think God doesn't care about because they're secular things. And on the spiritual side, we've got things like going to church and reading our Bible and having devotions and praying, you know, the spiritual things, the things we think God really cares about. So we have this big wall running right down through the middle of our lives. On one side is the secular, and on the other side is the sacred. But here in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says there is no such thing in the life of the believer as a distinction between the secular and the sacred. God doesn't want just part of your life. He wants all of your life. He doesn't want just some of my life. He wants all of my life. What does the Bible say? Colossians 3.17 says that whatsoever we do, in word or deed, we should do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Not just some of what we do, but whatever we do, it should be for his glory. And here in Matthew chapter 6... He's telling us that he wants us to look to him for all of our needs. And we said he uses two illustrations, one from the animal kingdom and another from the plant kingdom. From the animal kingdom, he chooses a bird. And from the plant kingdom, he chooses a flower. Last time we talked about the bird, so now we come to the flower. 
What does he say? This is Matthew chapter 6, verse 28. And why take ye thought for raiment, for clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So here he uses a flower as an illustration of God's ability to provide for the needs of his creatures. He says, look at the lily out there in the field. And he was probably gesturing toward the field as he was speaking. That flower has no means of mobility. It cannot get up in the morning and go to work like you and I do. That little flower will spend its whole life right there in that one spot in that field. It cannot move. And yet God provides nourishment for that flower. How does he do it? Since the flower can't go to where the nourishment is, God brings nourishment to the flower. You could call it room service. The scientists call it photosynthesis, but I call it a miracle. Here's how it works. God designed an ingenious substance and gave it to the plant kingdom. It's called chlorophyll. Chlorophyll has the amazing property of being able to absorb radiant energy from the sun. It uses this incredible energy to convert carbon dioxide, water, and minerals into life-sustaining oxygen and organic compounds. Food for the flower. Amazing! It is God's way of bringing nourishment to the flower. Room service. And in the process, he sustains all life on planet Earth. Did you know that if it weren't for photosynthesis, there would be no vegetation on this planet? Did you know we would have no oxygen to breathe? Did you know we would have no food to eat? We wouldn't even be here to talk about it. That's photosynthesis, and the whole process is in perfect balance. The animal kingdom inhales oxygen and exhales carbon dioxide. The plant kingdom inhales carbon dioxide and exhales oxygen. What a perfect arrangement. That is the miracle of photosynthesis. And it's all because there was a little flower that needed room service. That's why Jesus used a flower to illustrate God's ability to provide for his creatures. He says, look at the flower out there in that field. It cannot move. It doesn't toil or spin. It just sits there and manufactures oxygen so you and I can breathe. And yet Jesus says, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these lilies of the field. So if God can feed a little bird who eats all the time and he can deliver room service to a little flower that cannot move, and these are just creatures, they are his creation, how much more will he take care of those of us who are his children? Because children are of infinitely more value than creatures.
That's what David is talking about here in the 23rd Psalm. Let's turn back over there to Psalm 23. We've been in Matthew for the past couple of days. But that's what he's talking about here. He says, The Lord will provide for my sensory needs, the seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching things that I need, the everyday necessities of life. What does a sheep need? First, he needs protection. So there's a shepherd in verse 1 to protect him. Then the sheep needs pastures of green grass for grazing. And here in verse 2, there's green grass where he can lie down. And then he needs fresh water to drink. And there's water at the end of verse 2. You see, everything the sheep needs, the shepherd provides. And then David goes on in verse 3 and he says, He restoreth my soul, or literally, he restores my life. In Hebrew, it literally means, he gives me back my life. When a sheep is injured, or it's sick, the shepherd is the one who nurses it back to health. When a sheep gets lost and can't find its way back to the fold, it's the shepherd who goes out and finds it and brings it back. What's he doing? He's giving the sheep back its life. He's restoring the sheep sheep's life. There's also something the shepherds call a cast sheep, C-A-S-T. It's an old English term. A cast sheep is one that falls down and cannot get back up. It happens even to healthy sheep. The sheep may be too fat, or if it hasn't been shorn in a while, the wool may be too heavy, or for whatever reason, the sheep cannot get back on its feet. And they say a cast sheep must be found quickly. It can't just be left to lie there because it might be trampled by other animals or it might be attacked by predators. So the shepherd finds the cast sheep and restores it. He puts it back on its feet. And Jesus Christ does that for us, my friend. Psalm 42:11 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Sometimes we are like cast sheep. We are cast down by the trials of this life. We are cast down by the difficulties and heartaches and discouragements of this life. It doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with us. In many cases, a cast sheep is a perfectly healthy sheep in every respect. He's just a sheep that lost his footing. Or maybe another sheep bumped into him and he fell down. Whatever. But that's when the shepherd reaches down and helps the sheep get back on its feet. We all need help from time to time. It's no disgrace. We all need that restoration when we stumble. We all need a helping hand. And when you stumble and fall, my Christian friend, the key is to look up. Because then you will see the hand of the shepherd reaching down. And you will hear the voice of the shepherd saying, Grab hold, my child. He's not going to say, Why, you naughty sheep! Now see what a mess you've gotten yourself into! The shepherd doesn't scold the sheep. You know what? That sheep doesn't need to be told it did something wrong. It already knows that. It's lying there, flat on its back. You don't think that sheep knows he goofed? What that sheep needs is not condemnation, but a little help. And that's what the Lord does. He doesn't condemn us. He helps us. Well, that's all for today. Next time, Lord willing, we'll continue in verse 3. Until then, this is your friend Gary Hedrick saying, God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Gary. And thank you, listening friend, for tuning in today. It's always good to have you with us, whether you're listening from home, at work, or in your car. This is Messianic Perspectives, and you've been listening to Dr. Gary Hedrick talking about the 23rd Psalm. If you enjoyed today's program, you'll be glad to know that the entire series is available on Compact Disc. When you write or call, just ask for Gary's series on the 23rd Psalm. 
It's available for your gift of just $6 or more to help us keep this program on your station. No book in the world is more beloved than the Bible, and no chapter in the Bible is more beloved than the 23rd Psalm. As Gary says, for thousands of years, the 23rd Psalm has been a refreshing stream from which tired and weary pilgrims have quenched their thirst. Maybe you know someone who could use a little encouragement right now. Why not order this series for your discouraged friend or loved one? This could be exactly what he or she needs to hear. When you write, just ask for the series on the 23rd Psalm. We have yet another resource we're making available. It's Philip Keller's best-selling book entitled, A Shepherd Looks at the 23rd Psalm. Mr. Keller was a shepherd for many years in South Africa and Australia, and he draws on his personal experience to bring new light to the 23rd Psalm. It will help you understand the 23rd Psalm like you've never understood it before. We're offering this classic book for just $7, including postage and handling. That's the compact disc for $6 and the book for $7. Just visit our secure online store at MessianicSpecialties.com to place your order. If you would prefer to order by mail, just address your request to Messianic Perspectives, P.O. Box 345, San Antonio, Texas, 78292. To order by phone, use our toll-free order line from the U.S. The number is 1-800-926-5397. And as always, when you're in touch with us, please mention the call letters of this station. If you're listening to our webcast or podcast, we need to know that too. I'm Liz Aiello. Join us next time, won't you, as Dr. Gary Hedrick continues our series of studies on the 23rd Psalm, right here on Messianic Perspectives. Messianic Perspectives is sponsored by CJF Ministries of San Antonio, Texas, and is made possible on this station by the free will contributions of our listeners in this area.